Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's a thirsty Thursday with our friends at Bud Light on Sports Radio 610. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, here we go as we are live here uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're here each and every Thursday, not at this particular location. We are in uh, New Caney, so come on out and hang out with us. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. But we head and hit a Buffalo Wild Wings each and every Thursday. Uh, and come on down as we'll be here till 6 o'clock, as I said. And just to let you know, you got about 15 minutes because as soon as this segment ends, we will be hooking somebody up with another $25 Visa gift card. So if you have not signed your name and placed it in our raffle box to give yourself a chance to win, if you're in the building or you're on your way, your chance will be coming as we will do our next drawing as soon as this segment ends, which is about 15 minutes from now. So go ahead and fill that out if you are wondering. Clint Sterner is out today. He'll be out the next couple of days as you know the holiday thing is uh, is getting going. After the first of the year, uh, we'll be back uh, completely ready to roll, hopefully talking about a playoff team. Sean, bada-bing, bada-boom, Bajani hey. is in the building. Uh, go ahead and come up and get his autograph uh, as, uh, <laughs> as he's handing them out uh, <laughs> as, uh, as Tyler is with us as well. All right, I said this on the other side, and I said I just don't believe anybody will disagree with me on this. Now, I'm sure somebody will. As Tyler, you know there is a real affinity for people to just disagree with me um, about You're a shock anything. jock, bro. Uh, I'm a shock jock uh, <laughs> because um, I wasn't born here uh, in Texas, so many of you just believe uh, I am a certain person because I wasn't born in the uh, in the state of Texas, although half of you that live here weren't either. But, um, but I don't think anyone will disagree with this. I was blown away by D'Amico Ryans, and it can't happen this week. It cannot happen this week with the Titans. I was blown away with D'Amico, who runs the defense, and his what appeared to be refusal to adjust mm-hmm. to stopping Amari Cooper. I, I, like, and when I say refusal to adjust, not just saying, all right, I'm going to put my best guy on that dude. At least he's going to be a part of the coverage. Now, I may just put my best guy on him and help him, but I'm going to put Derek Stingley exclusively on Amari Cooper. Like to me, when when the first three catches are fifty plus, 
20 and then 75 for a touchdown, and he is just killing the other guy on the other side of the field. And not to mention, as I saw Tyler, which is becoming a patented line of his, I have not seen this bad a coverage from 37 Ross since the war. When you allowed him to go <laughs> one-on-one with, uh, with, with, <laughs> with Amari Cooper, who was killing Right. And listen, I'm not going to sit there and say that Amari Cooper didn't go to the other side and give Derek Stingley that work a little bit because he got Derek got a touchdown called on him. He, and he did, did some, but Cooper made way better plays but on it was, Stingley. But it, was, but, it, but it wasn't. It wasn't. He made better plays on who? On Stingley. Like, Stingley made those plays that Cooper made a lot more difficult. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, it was easy. It was much easier with anybody else. And at some point, to me, when my man, like, we sitting here at, at the tw- – Receiving on three catches, yeah. we and, and and we got Derek Stingley over here just covered nobody. Mm-hmm. I swear I saw a fullback run out there one time that he was in one on one coverage with. Oh. Like I at some point it was like, hey man, are we are, like at some point we gonna switch Derek Stingley? Listen, and I told you I'm not. I know you were closer into a space of believing that Derek Stingley is is ready to be you know that guy mm-hmm. that is a lead corner in the league yes i'm I, i'm not there that's yet why you drafted him I, that's why you drafted him but i don't i don't necessarily think that i'm there yet but at some point in that game it was like all right man we got steven nelson who's got eight injuries he had to leave the game for a little bit and i mean it was we're in the third we're in the fourth quarter i'm seeing him doing in Amen. people on the other side and so as they played deandre hopkins this week mm-hmm to me, there has to be an adjustment where it's like, hey, hey, Derek, I mean, you're gonna follow, you're gonna follow ten. Yeah, we're gonna follow ten because I couldn't believe it in the second half when I continued to see Amari Cooper on thirty-seven and twenty-one. Hell, I saw Des King get beat. I mean, it was just like, dude, you got at some point just try it. Hey, look, I, I am in complete. Like you said, that's why you. they drafted him. It, it is, but here's the thing: like, go back to the moment in the game, okay? At one point, your defense is down uh, Jimmy Ward, Steven Nelson, and Jonathan Grenard. All questionable return. Boom, there's that. But the moment Steven Nelson is off of the football field and you have to dig as deep as D'Angelo barbecued brisket Ross... Steal one nah, of your man, turns. don't do that, man. Don't All put right? that on him, man. He's out here trying, man. He should have never been singled up, Jalen Petrie. Okay. He should have never been singled exactly. up by himself. Exactly. And that's Jalen Petrie's fault. That was his fault in that 75-yard touchdown. But here's the thing. At some point, like D'Amico Ryans, I, I understand a philosophy. I understand the game plan. I understand what you're asking of your DBs. You just do what you do. It's the same in middle school as it is in high school, college, and as it should be in the NFL. Sometimes you got to stop thinking about and be, being so stubborn that you're the smartest guy in the room, and it's going to be your way or the highway, and that's it. When you're matching up a – by the way, D'Angelo Ross is listed at 5'9". If that sucker's identifying as 5'9", I'm going to ID a 6'1", 195. Are you cool with that? That dude ain't 5'9". When he's matched up on a six foot one, 210-pound Amari Cooper, that's a problem. D'Amico Ryans, Corey Undlin, Dino Vasso, Matt Burke, all those guys have to recognize that and say, Hannah McNair. Ain't no way in hell. 
Hell, Nick Casario's up in the dang booth somewhere Somebody. in the press box sitting with the coaches. I know he's got a headset on. That ain't being talked about. I know that dude could pipe down and be like, hey, something ain't right here. Up, hey, you got to fix this. I went back and watched that. And I said, I just want to see. We're in the fourth quarter, Jack, and he is still running routes against everybody else Mm-mm. but 24. And this says someone text in. Like, listen, someone text in. Um, uh, yes, Amari Cooper cooked Stingley as well. No, yeah, yeah, listen. Amari gave it he to him. He didn't cook him. He, he made gave, a play on him. He gave it to him. He, he, made, he made a couple of plays. All right, he, he got him over there a couple of times. But it wasn't like that. At some point, I don't care. Like, at, at some point, you got to try it. Mm-hmm. Like, as you said, though, he was over there getting whatever it, whatever he wanted. At some point, you got to say, all right, man, we're going to change this up, dog. Anytime, any, anytime <laughs> two's out there, two, four, you got to run with it. Right. In the slot, in the wherever, because he, you at some point got to put your best on him. And I'm saying Sunday, I, I, I get the feeling that we may have a real motivated DeAndre Hopkins in the house after his last game, yeah. and he probably, probably feels like he dropped a ball and probably had some plays that should have been made. Now I don't know who's going to throw it to him. But he may have a real motivated DeAndre Hopkins. And if DeAndre Hopkins starts going off anywhere near the way that, that, that Cooper did, they got to move their best guy on him. And I'm not saying he's going to 100% stop it, but you don't just keep saying, I'm going to just keep running this scheme over here and hope and hope on big plays that Amari Cooper runs over to this side of the field that I keep having Stingley on. Yeah. They have got to make some adjustments over there. I was blown away the refusal at, at the half. At, it should have been at the first quarter. Like, it, that, that – like uh, it should have been the first play, and that's really the, <laughs> at the first play. Honestly, that's, that's the, enough. Yeah. That's the point that I wanted to make because we, you know, these guys are thinking on a much higher, higher level than we are, just as observers and just sure. passionate sports fans and lovers of football and stuff like that. You, you expect these guys to make next level decisions at the moment. The second that Stephen Nelson cannot go. I've got to put my best guy on Amari Cooper for two reasons. One, look, maybe, maybe Sting, hey, you know what? This cat ain't ready for this kind of business, you know, for 60 minutes. But for that first play, in middle school, it's the second that I see that matchup, I'm, I'm throwing up. To hell with what play call I just gave. Uh-uh. Throw the go to that cat. You got a little four-foot-seven dude on you, man? Mm-mm. I, just throw it up there. He'll get it. And that, that's, that's basically – <laughs> what happened uh, with the Browns offensively? They look over there. They see little old D'Angelo Ross and Amari Cooper. Oh, they said, "Oh, scrap that! Hey, throw the go." But and then, if you're D'Amico Ryan's, you have to recognize that and immediately take that option away. And you, I'd have run on the middle of the field to call a timeout. What you do, you at least give yourself an opportunity. You don't have to call a timeout because you already got a cat that's more than capable of taking care of an, the opposition. Yeah, but I'm gonna call a timeout. I mean, he got to run all the way across the field. And we got to <laughs> switch. We got to switch. But so I'm, I'm, you, you, you do the right. You make the right decision on the first play that you have the opportunity to do so. That gives you time to figure out, like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. How this is how we're gonna mix and mask coverages. Hell, maybe we have to ask DeAndre Houston Carson to play a little bit of corner today. Maybe we have to ask Desmond King to go back and play a little corner today. We got to do whatever we got to do to make sure we don't have D'Angelo Ross not once on the field with Amari Cooper. Anybody else. Anybody else. Like People, I've seen this. Cooper torched everyone. All right, right, listen. So just don't do nothing. No adjustments. Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, 
Hey, hey, that's hey, not what we do. Hey, dog, it's just his day. It's <laughs> not what we do. So we just, hey, we just go chill. It's just his day. So, like, no, I mean, you gotta, you gotta do something. Yeah. Like, you gotta change something else. And it, like, it, it, at least we got. Like, what I want to see if you, I would have been all good. Like, hey, man, we just had problems. If he, if he in the second half just completely ran rough shot over Derek Stingley in double coverage, mm-hmm. like I would have been like, cool, man. All right, man, you, you tried it all. But that didn't we to me in the fourth quarter, the third quarter, we should have never seen Derek Stingley not on him every every play. No, hundred percent. I, I and I'm saying nobody that can say week, otherwise. Like and, you said, nobody can say otherwise. You can't disagree with that. What I'm saying, and I think it need, I think it needs to be that way from the start against DeAndre Hopkins. Well, here's the thing with Hopkins. Rewind two weeks ago, they didn't throw the ball one time. DeAndre Hopkins way in the entire first half. Then Will Levis force fed Hopkins the ball nine targets in the second half. I think he only caught two or three passes. Two passes, two passes right? So there's that. Will Levis, by the way, the last two days, full participant in the Titans practice go. with an ankle. He's likely to go. But it, and that that is important, but I really kind of am at the point where I don't care if it's Levis or Tannehill. There's no way in hell they're going to go a 30-minute period, especially to start out looking Hopkins' way, no matter who's on him. Do they have? Do the Texans have to exclusively put Derek Stingley on DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know who was on him exclusively, if you can even use that word, in the second half two weeks ago, if it was Stingley or a whole bunch of other dudes, if they were moving him around. But it's not like he was making plays. The Titans were getting plays made by other dudes. Yeah. And it was a lot of crossers, a lot of little slants, a lot of stuff up the middle. And why? Who'd you have in coverage? What's been an issue the last two games? Linebacker. Who do you feel really comfortable with being out there to cover the underneath? Take away some of that stuff. Blake Cashman, especially in the red zone. That's why that guy needs to come back. If that dude comes back, I think they neutralize a big part of what the Titans were able to do that made them as successful as they were two weeks ago. And I really wouldn't be surprised. Now that I know that C.J. Stroud's coming back, before I was like, yeah, you know, AFC South, tough, fight them, you know, fight them out game, come down nail-biter type thing. No, man. If this Texan seems a playoff team, they need to whoop that Titan – That. That the Titans' butt yeah, I, on, on Sunday, no, they, they, honestly, and they're going to have the weapons to do they so. Should, wrong. They, they should. And I, I see people texting in like that, that's lazy analysis. How can you shadow someone if you're zone or if Cooper lines up in the slot or if Cooper goes in motion? Yes, he goes with them. You can the, the Texans. You know what? Here's the thing, though. They you don't play need, man you, sometimes. But you don't need to shake. You don't need to shadow him if Cooper lines up in the slot. And I don't know, by the way, how many times he lined up in the slot, but. You don't need to shadow him per se because it still can be about what you do defensively. You might be lined up outside as the corner, but you might be responsible for the slot. You might be showing a mixed coverage. You don't know. That's not a lazy. No, I don't give a damn, Sean. We have reached a point where it was was that bad. Mm -hmm. It was that bad that we had reached a point of, I would not trust anybody else in coverage lined up against him except for Derek Stingley, because everybody else is giving big plays. And like you said, that's what they signed him for. Sure. That, or that's what they drafted him for. Sure. That's what they did. I'm telling you, I believe 
I believe in New York, if the Jets got into a situation where somebody was just absolutely killing them repeatedly to the tune of 200 yards, that at yeah. some point they'd say, hey, Sauce, man, can you, go, you you got to go over there and hold him down. Yeah. We're gonna just, you, you, know, just can't, you can't just keep playing your one side. When, when Kevin Stefanski can keep saying, oh, okay, whoever y'all line up on the left side, I can run Amari Cooper out there, and your best corner will be on the other mm-hmm, side. Mm-hmm. Let's not kid ourselves, though. I mean, it, it, it is about that, but it's also about what did the Texans do against Will Levis a couple of weeks ago without one key person defensively? They didn't have Blake Cashman that game. They sacked his ass seven times. They had Jonathan Grenard. They didn't they have had, Will Anderson. They didn't have Will Anderson. Right? Wait, they didn't have Anderson or, or Cashman. No. But they had Jonathan Grenard. You might not have Jonathan Grenard. Can the Texans survive defensively minus Jonathan Grenard and Will Anderson and not 100% Blake Cashman on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans? Can they? Yes, they can. You can, right? Because of how confident you feel offensively. But if we're being real defensively? Well, defensively, too. This, but, but defensively this defense has they, given up the most chunk plays in the air of 20 or more yards than any other team in the NFL this season, man. They have. It's just, the chunk plays that have been absolutely killer. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and make this prediction. Derrick Henry's ass ain't running for nine yards on 16 carries. He's 25 away from 1,000 this weekend. He's going to get that and then some. you got to figure out a way to stop that. I would agree with that. But I, but I also don't think that, that Joe Burrow – I'm not sorry, Joe Burrow uh, – that, uh, uh, that Will Levis is going to be on the Joe Flacco level of being able to just – Throw some of the dimes that he threw consistently no, down the field, but you know and what? I don't, and, and their weapons don't don't scare me. I get it as much, unless you just let DeAndre Hopkins go completely but, the hell off Will and just Levis. say, "Well, hell, we're we're zone team." Now he's gonna take the shot. Like we watched the hell he did. Like he, he there were big plays out there that he just missed. I don't know how Will Levis got up and walked away from that last hit. Tough son of a gun. It was insane. But the plays that he made before that, you know, on the quarterback sneaks, diving for first downs. You know, when third and extremely long, right, where he said the scramble. Yeah. It's like that tough sucker, he's going to make plays. I don't care if he's the greatest thrower, you know, in the NFL or the worst. That dude's going to stick in there, like you said, and he's going to make a play. All right. Uh, as we continue here, our uh, next winner coming up here as soon as this segment ends, we'll continue, uh, we'll continue rolling on as uh, big news. C.J. Stroud is back. He said it himself. We'll continue rolling right here on The Drive on Sports Radio 610. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's a Thirsty Thursday with our friends at Bud Light on Sports Radio 610. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, I lied. Um, that is an interesting way to come back in it. Damn, I lied. <laughs> I promise you, we will do the drawing this time. I just felt I felt good. If <laughs> just you, remember. Yeah, you, you got a couple of minutes. My man DT, he going to help me out. We're going to do the drawing uh, coming up after this segment ends. So you got about 12 minutes, uh, so uh, hopefully you get a chance to win this $25 gift card. And uh, Tyler, this guy, Sean, this gets me every time, fellas. I thought for sure, man, this was going to be one where we all came together on this conversation of like, dang, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right. Well, I was thinking the same thing. Big happy when drive are, family. When, are you, when were they going to just exclusively put Derek Stingley on? Uh, this is, I promise you, I didn't think there was going to be pushback on this one. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be a fun conversation that we're gonna have but no man <laughs> you're a tiger but now you're a texan man no man man we got we got we have people who honestly believe that the that the houston texans and D'Amico ryan's only teaches one type of defense yeah yeah, yeah. i know what text you're referencing yeah. <laughs> they're oh a zone team goodness. you move one player it changes significantly what everyone else does no <clears throat> if they have <laughs> listen they run zone, and guess what? They run man too. <laughs> like it's an NFL defense. Guess what? Lovey Smith ran the Tampa two for the most part. You know what else he had? He would ran. He would run man. Mm-hmm. They ran man sometimes. Boy, I just didn't. I didn't think this was. This was nothing. Because yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, if, De, if, De, if DeAndre Hopkins starts going off in the game Sunday, those of you are just going to say, "Well, I guess it's just the defense." Yeah, I mean. Hey, hey, Ross, play better. But with that guy's logic, you know, whoever texts that in, I mean, you and I talked about it during the break. I mean, just imagine if Tyreek Hill lined up on the same side of your worst corner every single down. You're going to exploit him. What's the adjustment that is expected to be made by the defense is you get to match talent with talent. And it's not coverage with talent because there is a big gap. A lot of the times when you're that deep as the Texans were on their depth chart, about the lack of talent that is being asked to execute the skill of the or the philosophy of the coverage against such a talented player. Does it make sense? Yeah. Like you're you've got to be able to match talent. And I'm gonna, I'll say this: Look, we all heard D'Amico's response, you know, on Monday uh, or Tuesday, whatever it was, you know, after the game is it, that's not what we do. Not BS, D'Amico. You're protecting, you're protecting your dudes, as I would fully expect him to. But on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans and the following Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts, it isn't and it cannot be that way. Yeah. Then, nor in the foreseeable future, especially when you are as depleted in that area as you are at this point in time. You have to match talent for talent. And everybody in that DB room knows the coverage. 
and they can play it on the left side of the field or the yes. right side of the field. <laughs> yes, that's that's the main thing. He can play. It, he can defend in the slot. He can. Yeah. yeah, he can. I'm not asking Justin Verlander to all of a sudden go back out on play the, mound. In the outfield. Well, or hey, can you throw lefty against uh, yeah. <laughs> you know the three four fives here? Because <laughs> they were tearing your butt up in the first couple innings. They might be thrown off a little bit if you go lefty here in uh, in, in, in the second one. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Come on out here. Hang out with us. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. It's a, a good time out here still during the holidays on this Thirsty Thursday. i got to say, fellas, I've been out. I've been reflecting. I'm really – I am really getting old. And I, and I am not real comfortable with it. This is a mental issue with you, It is not it as is. old as Clint, though. No, I'm not, but, I'm, but I feel like I have – I'm really starting to wake up and look around and have really old guy tendencies. Like you want to go to, like – like you want to catch the breakfast specials in the morning? Like, no, what are you Denny's. talking about? I've been enjoying he bingo. He hates Denny's, Bajani. I've been in, I've been enjoying bingo a lot. And I not love that bingo. I want to, what? Not that I want to go to a bingo hall. Yeah, we've been like the last. Couple, we played bingo. Bingo I've gone with the to kids. bingo hall like, since fun. I was a teenager. I played bingo probably two or three times since since Thanksgiving at a bingo hall. Not a bingo hall, but a little family bingo, okay. the whole oh. family bingo. Not just That's but not, different. But no, it was, it was about 30 deep, the entire family. I mean, I go to a bingo and I played, hall. And I played for an hour and a half and never got tired of it. Was enjoying it. <laughs> that, the that's family way. fun, though, and it's something your kids, I'm sure, like it's a concept like that game that they can be a part of, too. Like it's it's too, like it, yeah, it, it, it was. It was. And you like, were probably winning. I did not win the first, the first time we had where I played an hour and a half and I'm playing with two cards. I did not win. I, I was not able to come away with a W. Goodness. But I did win on Christmas. We played Christmas. They, I, but I'm really into it, not mm. getting bored. Like, I, I could go home and play a game now, a bingo. But <laughs> you, my, like it's, it's, Ron's looking forward to it. Ron's like, hey, let me get that. Megan line. and I play Yahtzee often. It's, it's two others, though. Like, I have really – I've started to get into – I think I want to start wearing pajamas. Like in public? I got to, I, I no, like to this. bed. Like I've been like I was I was I was looking up I don't know what I was what site I was looking on. It came up on me on Instagram or something. And like I have been like I I, I had to throw the phone down. I was about to purchase <laughs> a couple least, of sets. At least of you pajamas. recognized your Because I've never I've never worn pajamas. Like I've never Give worn me like some to long bed. Jones. I wear I just wear I just wear shorts. We're just sleeping my drawers. But I, but I was sitting there, and I saw. I was like, "This is a nice little plaid set, buttons up all the way." And I was plaid. like, uh, "I know, I know it." And uh, I, like, I don't think like, that's an old thing, though. I think it is, man. That, that's a, that's a guy thirty nine that's about to turn forty <laughs> who is so and who is rocking, who is looking to rock pajamas. I, I got to be honest with you, like to sleep in, to go to bed. It's too hot in Houston, man. More than anything, you don't need pajamas in Houston, Texas. Right. I mean, that is that is a generational thing, and that generation is like dying off. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I saw my father in law when he got. We were in town last. Got those pajamas. I was thinking, <laughs> my wife loves pajamas. I mean, that's a, that looks comfortable. That's an older generation, right? I mean, like that's that's played out. Like nobody in in your in younger generation, in your my or younger generation, wears pajamas. No, no, I never thought my of it. wife thought it and we've silly. been we've been married now for uh, ten years. Every Christmas, my entire bottom drawer of my dresser is filled with different <laughs> variations of plaid pants. Oh, I want to wear some <laughs> right now, man. We have to every Christmas season take a family picture. With the same looking pajamas, so she literally spends all year 
because she does it on the cheap, going to like the dollar store or the Ross or TJ Maxx to try to find the same matching pajamas to her top and bottoms and the whole thing. I despise that. Now that, I you, want now to, that you said that, I think that's where it started, John. And I, 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 I think that's, that's where, where I was Christmas, going. I Christmas, guarantee you that's Christmas, where it started. On Christmas, I had on the full pajama thing. Yeah. And I wasn't even Because your wife wanted to? No. I did it myself. <laughs> Now she had them on, but I put on some. I put on some like some Christmassy pajamas, and I wore. Tennis shoes. I wore them for the next for the day the next day and a half. I wore them. I was watching football the next day and a half. I was wearing them pajamas, and then I started and I saw it's like they came and they knew that I wanted them. And I'm on Instagram, and I had two. I had two in the holster, and I was about to check out, and I was like, "Dog, you are thirty. Stop. You are oh, not no, this old." No. You are not this old. Thirty nine. You ain't sixty nine. I mean, no, I'm not. But I'm at, like nice. that pajamas thing. I said, "Damn, man, I'm getting, I'm getting old, man." I yeah, just, it's getting, well, you brought it on yourself. I did. Man. You have, you have. There is a fiber within you that enjoys that. I'm that is why you sought right that now. out. Stop it. I'm gonna look up some right. I told Ron now. Tyler, I was like, "Why didn't you show up in your onesie then today?" That, I mean, it's nice and chilly <laughs> it looks, outside. That looks comfy. comfy. It looks comfortable. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I want me some gems. All right, coming up. All right, uh, C.J. Stroud, he's already said it. He is back. He said, I'm back. He's officially cleared from concussion protocol. And I just I want to have a conversation of what Texans fans should expect from him in his first game back. It just so happens his first game back feels like a must-win game for the Texans to keep their playoff hopes alive and a lot of pressure. What are the expectations for C.J. Stroud. We'll discuss that coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a thirsty Thursday with our friends at Bud Light on Sports Radio 610. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back in as uh, we finally, finally, all of our winners, congratulations. Uh, as uh, we hook folks up with the $25 gift cards. Uh, here as we do each and every Thursday as we head to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings each week. This week we're at the uh, New Caney, uh, New Caney, excuse me, location and uh, enjoying ourselves here. We'll be here till six o'clock. Come hang out with us as uh, Sean Bajani, myself, here. Clint is out, uh, but uh, the whole gang will be back together uh, next week as well. Uh, as uh, hey Tyler, real quick, where where are we at tomorrow? Um, we got a little uh, football Friday on the rocks. Uh, I, yeah, right. I, I'm not sure. I haven't looked uh, yeah, looked at on the rocks, on the rocks at jo- on Jones Road. I think. Yeah, on the rocks, uh, Jones Road. Come hang out with us. Probably should have had that one down. <laughs> I like to spring it on uh, on Tyler at times. I he, probably uh, would have known, but I'm not in tomorrow. You know. Well, okay. Uh, uh, on, that's why you don't know. They didn't give a rip. Uh, on oh, the I rocks, give a rip. But... On the rocks, come hang out with us, Jones Street. He doesn't uh, give a rip. He started his weekend early. I don't blame him. Uh, but come on out, little uh, football Friday. We'll have a good time getting you ready for this uh, this huge game coming up on uh, on Sunday. Um, all right. Um, 
But this is uh this is what I wanna I wanna get from the, the folks. And I see some people texting in. You can text us in. First of all, thank you. However you're listening to the show, if you're listening to us on Sports Radio 610, we appreciate it. If you're listening to us on the Odyssey app, we appreciate you. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, we also appreciate you. However you are uh, taking us in, we uh, we appreciate that. You can comment on the text line seven one three five seven two four six ten. Also, those on YouTube and Twitch, you can comment on the chat. I want to hear from you here. And, and the the thing that I'm I'm, I'm coming from here on this Sean is cj is back cj is going to be back he said he is going to be back my thing is what does that mean for the texans in terms of your expectation and i and and i think the feeling of joy and excitement and that you have a chance and a much better chance are all appropriate things to feel. Really, to be honest with you, you can feel whatever the hell you want to feel. It, you know, anything, it's, it's, it's appropriate. Those are all things like, yes, we really feel like we have a real chance to win the game and not just we got to hope this happens. We got to cross our fingers that this happens. No, you got to, you have um, your absolute, without a shadow of a doubt, best chance to win with the quarterback there. He's been the most important player on this team. But I would caution the thought of hey cj's back and now he is just gonna completely save the day Mm -hmm. cj's back and he is gonna clean this thing up i just i I think the expectations need to be fair i mean if you if you just say it out loud i got a kid who is coming off a concussion who said himself when he spoke to the media right man hell i couldn't i i couldn't even watch the games yet because it messed with my eyes and my and in my head the way that that the broadcast would be on with how things showed up on the screen. Yeah. So this is a guy said this was his worst concussion that he's ever had. This guy has missed the last two weeks. He doesn't have Tank Dale. The offensive line is playing Charlie Heck. We're gonna have to get into that at some point. All right, because I keep looking at this. Uh, I don't want to get into it today because I want to stretch my legs out on this and I want to talk about this at some point in, in length. But I have not seen George Fant show up on the injury report all week, but somehow Chuck Heck is starting these games. But anyway, this offensive line has struggled. We saw what happened last week with Cleveland. <clears throat> we saw what happened the last time he played against the Jets. And really, his game and the offense have kind of taken steps down you know, since that high water mark in November. So I, I just think to, to think that he is going to come in and now all things are solved, I, I, I just caution to think that, oh, CJ's in, now we're definitely going to win. Yeah. I think you have a great chance to win. Hell, I think you'll, you'll be favored and should be favored. But it's, it's well, not I, – I don't, I don't think – you got to just. This is a deal where all right, we're going to put the, we put this on CJ. He's going to save the day. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I'm it's not, coming uh, off injury, right? They struggled a bit. He's a rookie in a pressure pack situation. I just I don't know that he he should have that type of pressure. I'm not a gambler, and I I generally don't even look at the lines because you know I don't gamble on the games. But I don't either. I do know this. Um, that the Texans were three-and-a-half-point favorites to start the week against the Tennessee Titans. Home favorites, three-and-a-half yeah. points. I would love, just out of curiosity, to see at this point in time if they've been updated 
on the uh, big boards, you know, from Vegas. Or, how was that, that, or was that line put in with the thought that CJ was? Uh, the thought or not, you still, yeah. when you know confirmation, this cat is starting. Whether it's your number one receiver, your number one back, your number one D-end, certainly you're the quarterback. That line's got to shift a little bit. I'd be interested to see just how much, if it went from three and a half to five, or hell, doubled up three and a half to seven. Maybe it doubles up by the end of the week heading into the game. That's a very, to me, that's a very big possibility just because of the, the importance of the position, but then who is at the position in C.J.? There's a lot of things to consider. Tamiko Ryans was asked earlier this week by John McClain about C.J. Stroud in what D'Amico particularly is going to be looking for in C.J. in the game, presuming he plays. Here's what D'Amico said. I'll just read a little bit of it. Quote, you're just looking for efficiency, just being able to command the huddle and being efficient with the plays that we're asking him to run. That's what you're looking for, just looking for him to be comfortable in the moment. End quote. And so, very general, right? And things that you would expect any quarterback, especially playing in a game like this, uh, to this magnitude, to be, right? Efficient, comfortable, and commanding. C.J. Stroud, the four games played before taking that devastating hit in the fourth quarter, had taken 16 sacks. That's the most sacks that he's endured all season long at any point, including the 11 sacks and 19 quarterback hits that he endured the first two weeks of his NFL career. After that, he went a month without even taking a sack. I think he could even count on two hands how many hits he'd taken in a month's stretch. The line, which is vastly different now than it was then during its best stretch of the season, that is really the impetus, the important part about this equation on Sunday. No matter who it's against, if you got to roll with Charlie Heck, it's been an issue this past weekend, I thought really saved the day for Case uh, the week prior in the victory against the Titans. He made a hell of a block that allowed Case to even get rid of the ball that set up the Schultz catch, that set up the Noah Brown catch to, to, to tie the game late with the touchdown. But Juice Scruggs has struggled. Laramie Tunsil, you know, how much is he wearing down? We've seen him get burned more times in recent weeks than we had all season long. To me, it's an all-encompassing factor where C.J. Stroud's had to run for his life for four straight weeks and play differently in that aspect. Now coming off of a concussion, Ron, if he has to do that, how's that really going to yes. affect him? Yeah, and we saw it. You talked about those games, the sack numbers, the interception numbers picked up too. Yeah. In those games, like those three against the Cardinals. I mean, it was, just, it was the games. three, but he didn't throw any of the three games after that. Yeah, but I'll just say this. There were, like, like the game where I think he really put on his cape was against the Bucks, And it was just like, hey, man, we got C.J., man, and, mm-hmm. and, and he, they didn't run the ball worth a damn. The defense was not good in that game. Baker just carved them up. They went up and down the field. Like that, like that game was one where C.J., just threw him on his back. Sure. To me, I, I, I don't think it's fair to have the thought that he's going to be that version of him. Can he? Sure. Can he? But to think like, hey, man, he's missed <laughs> he's missed two-plus games. All right, he got, he's coming off an injury. He doesn't have some of those same weapons there. The offensive line may be in fl- – like, it, to me, it's just like, yes, he gives you the absolute best chance to win yeah. and, and, and all that, but – 
they need they need Devin Singletary and the offensive line to play well. They need some of these guys to create separate. They need the defense. They can, this can't be uh-huh. a game like the Tampa game where you're just like, yo, hey, man, we, we just, CJ, you got to go and do this for us. Because yeah. I, I, I don't think that's fair to expect in a game of this. No, this I, I fully agree with you. Look, rewind to that Browns game when you're down 14 to nothing and you can't do squat offensively. You're struggling with the chunk plays defensively. Damian Pierce gives you that 98-yard touchdown return. Yep. Special teams, which had a horrible start to the game, gave up like a 35-40 yard return to begin the game on the very first play. But you get that to cut the lead in half by the Browns, and you're thinking, hey, we're right back in this thing. Point is, you need a special type of momentum, game-changing play from either or the defense or special teams any game. But even more so in this scenario with CJ returning, with you down so many potentially uh, key players at key positions in the game of his life, the game of the season for the Houston Texans, you've got to get complimentary plays in those other two facets in we could talk about Blake Cashman. We will. We could talk about Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard. We will. The interior of the defensive line. We will. What they do in the secondary with yeah. Jalen Petrie, Kareem Jackson, how they uh, replace Jimmy Ward, who's lost for the season. We will. We, we need to discuss all of those things. But it is very much about the defense as much as it's about C.J. Stroud's return because the as good as the defense has been at times and collectively – has put together a really consistent effort no matter who's been in the game against the run. It's been fantastic. The chunk plays have kicked their ass all season long. Before C.J. went down, before that Jets game even existed, the Texans had scored 31 touchdowns on the season. All but six of them have come in drives in which the Texans have hit at least one play of 20 or more yards in the air, not even including the run, Ron. Yep. And so with C.J. back, you've got to hope that at least he can dial up, you know, a connection with Nico, a connection with Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz, Devin Singletary, maybe out of the backfield. You've got to be able to hit on those chunk plays and at least counteract what you've been giving up defensively. Yeah, you can't, he does, you can't have to have him to expect him to have a over-my-dead-body game where he just has to... He has to no. They, he's gonna like the team's gonna need to have to help pick him up. But that five touchdown game again. Who is it? Arizona? Was it, not not Arizona. That was after the Arizona game. It was the uh, or before the Arizona game. Uh, the, the Tampa game you're talking about, where he threw for five touchdowns, no interceptions, yeah, was, led the comeback, the whole thing. After that game, people were saying MVP, MVP. Yeah, to hell with offensive rookie of the year. And he MVP. Up, he followed up with the game against Burrow, and that was the Texans' best stretch. Yeah, you can't expect that. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I, I don't like. I, I won't, and I think it's unfair. But if it happens, it, it can't happen. Not saying it won't. Let me uh, let me hear a little bit more about that offensive rookie of the year conversation. Then there you go. Texans injury report. We'll give you the latest on that, and we'll let you hear from C.J. Stroud himself. He spoke. He cleared himself. We'll let you hear what your quarterback had to say, and other news happening within the division. That could be huge if the Texans are able to take care of business. We'll discuss that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.